Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. This episode is brought to you by Aeromotive Fuel Systems. Aeromotive is the leading manufacturer of aftermarket high-performance fuel systems. The company's products are the fuel system components of choice for Formula Drift drivers Matt Field and Dayo Shahara. Aeromotive's fuel system customization shop is fully equipped to help you get your project car up and running. With fuel systems capable of supporting more than 3,000 horsepower, there's sure to be a solution for you. Visit aeromotiveinc.com and use code PROAM to get 10% off your entire order. Aeromotive has teamed up with Matt Field and the Drift Cape for their 2021 Drift shirt that can be found on their website in the apparel section. And yes, the PROAM coupon code works on the shirt as well. I did check it. Um, I've been, uh, a little busy and also a little lazy, which is why I haven't, I've actually been sitting on this episode for like three weeks. Sorry about that. Um, anyways, this episode's guest is Ruthina Gomer. I think she's, this is like the fourth time she's been on, I want to say. Um, talk a little bit about what she's got going on this year. Uh, mostly like with the Drift League. There's some venue changes, um, not such a pro-am setting anymore, or at least for this season. Um, it's more of a shootout style scenario, but anyway, she gets into detail. Um, just a heads up, I did have a little bit of recording issue, um, like with, uh, the software for some reason it would, it like kept kicking me out or it would, it would automatically stop recording like after five minutes and it kept doing it for like the first 20 minutes. So I ended up like pausing it for a second and then restarting it and then all was good. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening to the show and I hope you enjoy this episode of Drifting Prime. What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? Oh, you know, living <laughs> the dream out here. Living the dream. <laughs> um, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, yes. how you do it? All right. Where I'm Rathena Gomer. <laughs> Where I do it. I'm Rathena Gomer. I am the series director of the Drift League, I guess is the context in which we are speaking today. And uh, we're based out of SoCal, uh, kind of all over SoCal right now. And yeah, we're back. After how long? Uh, our last event was March of 2020. It was the first weekend of March, right? Or the second? I think it was like the first, it was like the seventh or something. It was like really, it was in the first week of March, but it yeah. was like a week before the shutdown. Yeah, that's okay. I do remember that for sure. Yeah, yeah that was the week before the shutdown. Because that was like the last thing I did before Same. the Rona. Yeah, it was like, I remember at that time, we were all hearing about the Rona, but we weren't really like, really, Worried we were like, about it's not going to come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yep. All right. So, you guys have uh, changed venues, which I assume is because um, Willow Springs is not in L.A. County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, for those that are familiar with the Drift League, we have historically for the last three seasons been at 
Irwindale Speedway. Awesome venue, uh, centrally located, just a great facility. Um, but they are located in LA County and they, you know, have a, they released that they are not having any events with any spectators. And part of our, uh, partnership with them was, you know, being able to bring people in the door and, uh, being able to bring spectators. And so they can create revenue streams for themselves that way. And so just kind of complicated things and, running events at Irwindale is there's just a whole set of challenges there. I should say not challenges, but operational things that we have to consider that we don't really have to consider at Willow Springs, which makes it a little bit easier for us to host events. I hope so. Okay. Sorry. I heard your part about, um, it just stopped recording when you were like, we switched venues and I just caught it. Um, (laughs) If you want to touch base on that one more time, why you left or why we're yeah. at Willow Springs. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. So uh, for those that have been following the Drift League for the last few years, know that historically we've had our events at Irwindale Speedway. And uh, it's just a great venue that's been centrally located and just thing with everything going on with COVID and the varying restrictions that we're facing across counties and the state and the country. So um, they're, they've, they've released a statement recently saying that they're not going to be having events with spectators and part of our partnership with them kind of involved a spectator format so that, you know, they would be able to benefit from additional revenue streams with people in the door and that sort of thing. I, I won't bore you with the details of all of that, but it makes sense though. Yeah. So, it, you know, with Willow Springs, they're allowing people in their doors right now. Um, you know, they're open for operations. They're allowing events. It's just from an operation standpoint, it just made the most sense to move our event rather than, you know, to have an event at Willow Springs rather than, you know, not have a season altogether. That. That makes sense. Does that complicate things for not to get into it, like for another um, series that runs there or um, completely separated and you guys pay for your own time and space? It, to be completely candid, I'm not sure. I mean, I hope not. I, I, I messaged the other series and let them know that this is what we're doing and when we're doing it and I never received a response. So I'm not sure if it's going to pose any problems for them. Yeah. I hope it doesn't. Um, you know, I want to partner and be a team player and, and all of that and work through that together. So I'm not sure what they have in the plans. I spoke to a couple of other, or I should say a individual that works with that series and asked them like, is there any, plans and they just said I don't know I don't know what's going on so I'm not sure uh I'm and and that's not to knock on anyone I just uh, there's I feel like there's grace extended in this period that uh we didn't even know what was happening up until we knew what was happening it wasn't like we had been trying to figure it out for so long it's just like your hands are tied behind your back during this time. It's like, how do you do this and how do you do it well? And it's very complicated. So I don't know. Long, the long and short of it is I don't know. 
Yeah, that's fair. Was it like a process trying to get back, trying to like relocate venues? Um, or is it just pretty straightforward? You're like, hey, I need to rent this. I have this insurance type deal. Uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, kind of the latter of what you just mentioned. It's Willow Springs is a very easy track to work with as far as like renting the facility. You know, they're renting out their facility on a very frequent basis. I think they have like nine different tracks within yeah. Willow Springs that they're renting out at any given time. So they have a streamlined process for that. They have an invoice that they send you. You just have to meet their minimum insurance requirements and um, have fire and safety, you know, meet their minimum requirements that you can rent through them and super easy in that regard. So, uh, that, <laughs> that is a very simple process compared to what we're used to. Yeah. Um, with the scheduling stuff, did you, was there, what was the idea be- behind not running a traditional program season? As opposed to, you know, where you only give out three licenses, but now you guys are not only doing one shootout, but technically you guys are doing two. Yeah. So there's a couple of reasons for that. And I've pretty openly have said in the past that I'm not an ad. Um, and that's, and that's been in the past and anyone that's sat in a driver's meeting at the drift league, like we've had open dialogue about this and, you know, we've discussed the pros and cons. And I think there are pros and cons to running a four event series and there's pros and cons to running a shootout um, for both the driver and the event um, organizers. You know, there's pros and cons for everyone involved. And um, it wasn't an easy decision, but you know, I was reading a thread on Maximum Driftcast. I think it was maybe a couple of months ago. And someone, I don't remember the details of it. So anyone that's listening is like trying to dig this up. Like, sorry, I couldn't refer you to the exact post it was. But there was like a side conversation going on. And, you know, someone had said like, oh, you know, like, it goes to show the people that thought like shootouts don't work. Like here are the drivers that came from shootouts and like how well they did in pro two. And it was like, kind of like, Oh, you know, I can see that. Like, I'm not going to argue with people just because I believe in a cause. Like it's just more of, you know, the proof is in the pudding at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, a driver and their program is what's going to dictate their success. Yeah. You know, and uh, like we see people, there's no rhyme or reason. Like we, we see people come from shootouts that, that just excel in, in pro two and ultimately in pro. And then we see people that come from four event series and, and experience that same success. Can we attribute that to, the format of the series, not necessarily there are contributing factors, but we can't necessarily say like, this is why they're successful. Um, there's just too many variables at play. Um, with that being said, you know, we, we preferred the four event series as far as like a driver development perspective. However, when it came to like an event logistics standpoint, during COVID, it was like, okay, what can we do? How can we handle this? And at first it was like, okay, let's just do a shootout. 
but like we want to be able to provide like multiple opportunities to drive with the drift league because we don't view the drift league as uh hey this is just an avenue to earn your license we look at the drift league as this is a training ground and and I think anyone that's come through the series sees that it's not just about the driving experience that you gain. It's about the, you know, the notion of professionalism and what it means to read a rule book and actually pass tech and how to be accountable for that, how to, you know, talk to sponsors when you see them at the track, how to approach them in an email. Like there are, many other aspects of the drift league that I feel like set us apart. And so we still want to create those opportunities for drivers to like gain that experience. And it's essentially like a crash course in preparing someone for FD. Are we going to prepare someone for FD fully? No, no way. There is so much more to it than like coming through our series that is going to dictate someone's success. So ultimately it was like, okay, we want to have events, period. Can we run a four event series successfully this year? We did not think so. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, as much as I want to sit here and say, absolutely, we could have killed it, but it's like everybody is getting hit hard right now. Like, we can't even like hold on to the same sponsors because, like, there's this crazy things going on with tariffs across the world and they're like, it's ruining everyone's supply chain. And because supply chain is getting impacted, then, you know, budgets are getting impacted. Marketing budgets are getting impacted, which then trickles down into event budget. You know, like there's this whole ripple effect on top of COVID that's happening. That is just changing things. And like, the ways the way businesses kill themselves is by not pivoting. And I'm not going to sit here and say like, "Oh, I'm just going to hang on to like how you've done it because honestly, it probably just wouldn't have worked out." So we're just trying something new, and if if it works out better than great, and if it doesn't, then we just keep pivoting until we figure out what works best for everyone. That makes sense. And then so I've obviously competed at uh, the Drift League before. So with what you had mentioned about how you guys are kind of adamant about, um, you know, kind of driver training, pit setup, stuff like that. Like, how do you plan on, like, moving that into, hey, essentially a a one-round situation where a lot of the drivers, myself and actually not even me, uh, a lot of the drivers kind of, like, learn that over time, like, where you'll see, like, a driver show up to round one and not even have a canopy. But, you know, by round four they might have like a much better setup going on where, you know, they have like a proper hot pit where before everyone was just driving back to the pits or something like that. Uh, No, that's that's a great point. And uh, quite frankly, I don't know how much of that we can foster in such a little period of time, but I do think we can do some of it. And again, it's like, what are we going to do in between these moments? So we're going to have to get creative of like, what we're providing to our drivers in between each round. So whether it's, you know, an email (laughs) discussing like how, what we recommend as far as like pit setups go, like in this specific example and why it's effective or like getting our sponsors on an Instagram live and talking about what they hope to see from, from drivers and 
you know, what they're looking for when they're going out and sponsoring someone, you know, like there are ways to still relay that information and drive that point home, even if it's not through a four event format. And, you know, my hope, what I hope for the drifting community is that there are other events outside of us uh, that are happening in between May and October that drivers can attend. Like if, if top drift has a shootout or Las Vegas or Vegas drift has a shootout or, uh, Sonoma or Texas, like my hope is that drivers are like utilizing and like taking advantage of those other opportunities to travel and compete and see how other drivers are doing it. I mean, that's, that's invaluable. I think, Again, we're not like the one step success, but we're just a part of that success of a driver. No, I understand that, but I'm just, it was just uh, like, that was such like a good, I don't not say selling point. It was such a good, um, my, the words have escaped me. Uh, it was such a good tool, like to teach somebody yeah. or to learn how no, to use I totally it. Agree. And, uh, I- I'm going to miss that aspect of it. And it's going to be interesting to see how we can achieve similar results in this format. No, have you considered, I don't remember if you did this or not. You may have, have you considered like uh, a checklist of some sort for somebody to kind of create, not create, just to kind of have like a better setup pit situation. Yeah, that's a great idea. I I've never, I mean, in spirit, I guess we like I've discussed that with drivers, the sentiment of what you're sharing, but I've never like created a formalized, you know, program checklist. Like this is what I should be doing outside of my vehicle prep. This is what I should be doing to prep for an event. Yeah. And I think that's a great idea. I like it. I'm stealing it. <laughs> no, it's I thought th- there was somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it. there was something it was a checklist of some sort and it might, it may have just been like a, like a pre, um, event checklist, like to like nut and bolt trick your car. Yeah. We do have that, um, on the back of our long books. Yeah. We have a pre event checklist, like reminding drivers of like, these are the things you should bring. Like even your helmet, don't forget to bring your helmet to get signed off and don't forget, to check your tire pressure and like things like that. So we yeah. do have that from in the, in regards to tech, but we have, we don't have, that doesn't currently exist in, in regards to like, you know, your, your pit set up or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Getting the team together, marketing, you know, social media, that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> With uh, the Vegas Strip thing, uh, funny story about that is we got canceled on again for the January um, and haven't heard nothing back yet about a possible rescheduling or anything. Mm. And I know that like, a couple of drivers even like try to cancel too, but I don't think he's allowing cancellations. Oh, that's rough. We shall see. Um, but... And then I think, the, what is it, the Sonoma Drift one? That one got canceled as well. Winter Jam? Yeah. Yeah, what happened to Winter Jam? 
uh, COVID got real rough, like right when they were about to have it. Yeah, that's true. I know they changed it to January, but then it just ultimately got canceled. And then like a week later, like it started getting better. Yeah, I've been kind of like out of the drift loop since December through January. I've like started coming back into the world in February because COVID was really bad and uh, not going too much off topic, but my family did get um, impacted. So I was just kind of like in a black hole and uh, it was just kind of a rough time. So I'm like, okay. She's got to get through this time. So California that. had it had it pretty bad. So yeah. my old man got it actually, and he's like diabetic, has high blood pressure. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll miss you, but he he recovered. He's fine. <laughs> That's good. I'm okay. glad. Yeah, it's been a weird time because my yeah. both of my parents are diabetic, and uh, like my dad's seventy, so it's so. Uh, like I've been very careful. I've been working from home since November, and just like. Like playing it super safe. My um, unfortunately, my my grandma did get it and did pass away. That's what was the family situation oh, in January. So no, I understand. Yeah, thank you. It was. It, it's still a weird time. It's Definitely. just a weird time. So yeah. Wait. Um. Give me one second. I'm gonna stop this recording, save it, okay, and start a new one because okay, this thing keeps. Stops recording every five minutes. Um, there we go. So, uh, I want to go a little bit into how you actually kind of like got both of um, two events put together. Uh, how does it all work? If if you can kind of touch on that a little bit, because that is six licenses. Um, and before you answer, I do know that like. Evergreen Drift last year gave out five licenses, from my understanding, to their top five finishers. Oh, they did. Uh, that's that's <laughs> what I heard. So I, you know, don't don't quote me on. I mean, you can if you want to, but it might be misinformation. But that's what I heard. Oh wow, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're still having two separate events where we're doing three licenses per event, so. You know, and I let Formula D know. It was just more like, hey, we're going to do two shootouts. These are the dates. And I, I don't know. That was it. <laughs> and they didn't, say, they didn't say no. So it must be all right. No. So, I mean, that was that. Was that. I didn't, I didn't, I guess in my head, I just thought as long as it's a shootout and you're following shootout protocol, you could do as many shootouts as you want. Yeah, that would make That's sense. my understanding. We've never, I've never been communicated to that we are limited in the amount of shootouts we could do. So as of right now, we'll, we'll see how this works out. Yeah. I mean, if I get told that we can't do that, that will be brand new information to me, but I have been not told otherwise. I mean, makes you feel better. They don't listen to this show, so they're not going to hear it. No, I mean, I'm not worried. I mean, I communicate. I have really open dialogue with with their team, and they're a great team about it. So, uh, I, like, U.S. Strip does a couple of shootouts, and, you know, they are the ones that help Vegas Drift, too. So, I mean, it shouldn't be an issue. That as long sense. as you're following the rules and protocol, I don't see any. I don't see any issues. If people earn their license, they earn their license. Yeah, and then you're not going to. Oh, actually, another question I have for you. So let's just say, I don't know, we're going to use Schaefer as an example. Let's just say he decides to compete in both of them. He's already licensed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it extends his license, but let's just say he gets podium at both of them this year. Yeah. Does that mean two licenses are, or would it be two licenses he takes up, or would it be um, yeah. just the one? I mean, it's it's only going to go to the top three drivers at each event. Okay. That's like, what I was so, like Schaefer, if he's already licensed, which he is, if he earns one of those top three spots, then it's only the two other drivers that are going to get a license. Okay, that makes sense. So if you're going to compete in the Drift League and Schaefer shows up, you have to beat him in top 16. <laughs> Wait, are you guys doing a 32 or a top 16? Um, it's interesting you asked that because I actually was having this conversation today. Um, I mean, the plan is to have a top 16, but if we have 40 plus drivers committed and signed up, like, I don't see why we wouldn't explore a top 32. So what about the, um, the, what is it? Like the no qualifying setup, which not, obviously we found out last year that not all shootouts are like that. Um, is it, is that really going to be come down to, um, driver count? Um, I mean, we've always run the qualifying setup. We've never not done a no qualifying setup, but I've heard good things about the no qualifying setup and I've heard problems with the no qualifying setup. I mean, to be honest, I only know what I know. Um, but that doesn't mean that like we wouldn't explore something if it made sense and if like the judges were on board and the drivers were on board, but I tend to lean towards a traditional way of doing things unless we have like a majority that wants things done differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious how you guys are going to plan on doing that. So still qualifying. Um, have you guys done any type of layouts you guys decided or anything for those two? Like I know those two courses pretty well. And I know that the typical layouts that they run in, is that something you guys plan on utilizing or do you guys kind of plan on coming up with your own um, layouts for each, each track there? Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I haven't thought much about layouts. I usually, uh, I usually have nothing to do with the track layouts. I typically delegate that to the judges. Okay. And I have no confirmed judges at this point in time. Darn it. I was about to ask you, like, who the judges? And I was going to ask you, who's going to be, like, the on-site FD rep? Because I know that Mm -hmm. there was somewhere in the rule book that someone's got to be there. And it's usually Kevin because he lives close. Well, for a shootout, you're supposed to have an an FD FD judge. judge. Um, my understanding from last year is that Andy Yen still counted because he was a past judge, but I need, that's something that still needs to be discussed with formula D to see like who I can get out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm sure we can find a solution. Um, so that, that needs, that still needs to be decided. Do you guys have to Uh, pay FD for that? Like for um, them in order for them to get paid? Like, because I'm not sure that guy's not going up there for free. Just, we would probably just pay the judge directly. Oh, okay. That's what I figured. <laughs> like, I wouldn't expect some guy to show up like, hey, forget about your weekend. You have to do this for free. 
Yeah. I mean, when we had Andy Yen judge one of our events in 2019, like we just paid him directly. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting on a couple of judges. I've, I've put out the ask to a couple of judges. One declined. I won't say who. Yes. One declined. Um, and then another one said they're checking the dates and they'll get back to me. And another one also said that. So oh, I'm waiting okay. on two people after one decline, I'm waiting on a, two others to respond. And then we will coordinate the FD judge. Well, I that hope Jeff didn't decline. Uh, he did decline. God damn it. What the hell? <laughs> all the people to decline. I know. He's still willing to help. It's not like bad blood or anything. It's just. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I'll let him share his opinion on it all. It's not my news to share. Shoot him a message on Facebook now. Hey, uh, am I on speaker? Because uh, I can hear on, myself. I mean, yeah, I, I'm talking to you on my laptop. Okay. All right. It's starting. To, I can now hear myself. I didn't hear it earlier, but it's starting to come up a little bit. I haven't changed anything. It happens. It's just you know electronics. They suck. They yeah. do what they do when they want to do it. Um. Okay, so you don't know who, what judges are coming back, but you have so much information for us right now. Um. Ow. What is going to be like? Have you guys just decided on a schedule or anything like that yet? Because normally you do not have a two-day event. Normally it's a one-day event, get in, get out. So you want to go over that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, that one's pretty simple. Like when we were at Irwindale, yes, it was one day, but it was one long day, right? Like we started the day, like I would get there at 6 a.m. and then I would be there till like 11 p.m. So yep. it's, it's essentially like, Two days. It's a 16 in one hour day. day. Easy. By the time yeah, the driver gets home. Splitting that up into two days at Willow because it wouldn't be fair to you guys to have a shootout from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Like, that seems weird. Oh, that's so, right. They have like really weird hours there too, right? I mean, like normal business hours, right? So it's yeah. like we couldn't really do things effectively. So we would be doing essentially like what I have in mind and this could change depending on how many drivers we have, but theoretically, you know, it would be a a full day of practice on Saturday and then like a quick morning practice Sunday morning and then straight into qualifying and competition. Okay. That's not bad. Theoretically. No, I get it. Um, would there be any way to where you guys would have it like practice all day Saturday um, towards the end of the day, qualify, and then whoever qualifies gets to practice that morning of? Or yeah, is that a negative? Kind of like again, depending on how many drivers we have, like I could we could do that if we had forty drivers sign up because then we could run a top thirty-two the following day. Yeah, but like. If we only had 20 drivers sign up, then I don't know that that's, like, beneficial. No, that makes sense. That's fair. Um, what? 
the the two dates is there any is that just what they had available um i simply looked at uh so initially when we started having this conversation we wanted to have the first event in like march or april of course you did yeah like it was just early we wanted to have it early but we had started this discussion like two months ago so it was like we would have had more lead time um but then we were waiting on like various factors um just like getting some contractual things figured out trying to figure out things with sponsors and seeing like who is going to renew sort of thing and that obviously like it's no surprise like some of our major sponsors changed and so like we were just waiting on certain things so we just essentially pushed back the date to may which i'm actually really happy about because we're giving our drivers tons of lead time it gives us time to just kind of like breathe a little bit and figure things out that mad rush to an event and um we wanted to do the second event like three or four months after the first event. However, uh, I'm getting married this year. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I pretty much told my partners like anytime after July, like I'm not going to be able to give, uh, much of like a time commitment to the drift league because I'm planning a wedding. (laughs) so uh which i'm getting married in september so that was kind of the logic of that we're like oh let's just do it after september and we'll skip the hot freaking months at willow anyway that'll be good yeah i'm happy with that like i hate as a driver i hate driving in summer like truly and so um october is like a really good month it's still like beautiful in socal it's not going to be raining and um we just pretty much looked at the FD calendar, made sure we we're not conflicting with FD, looked at whatever events I could find, made sure we're not conflicting with anyone, and then booked those dates. And it's it's kind of debatable between the heat from uh, Willow Springs and Irwindale. Because a 95... I mean, is so, it's the worst. What? Willow Springs is the worst. I don't it's- know, man. It's I feel like at Irwindale, it's... It feels worse because you're like in a bowl, so to speak. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Where, like, at least, um, is in uh, Rosemont, it's it's not like it's hot. It's hotter usually, but it doesn't feel as hot. If that makes sense. Well, I was like at Willow Springs uh, on Saturday this last Saturday, and I was like talking to someone saying how there's no such thing as a perfect day like weather-wise at willow like it doesn't exist because no temperature wise it might be fine like which it was but then it was like the windiest freaking day ever and if you go to willow springs bring chapstick okay who you are bring (laughs) i'm a girl i carry chapstick everywhere Uh, i'm half girl because i always carry chapstick (laughs) always uh because i lived up there when i was a kid for like six months and ever since i lived there when i was like 12 uh, i carried chapstick in my pocket every day nice it's the worst yeah uh, so you're talking about sponsors or you brought up sponsors some changes uh we still yeah. that we see that 
which you just brought on last year for one freaking round. Um, so we see status is coming back. Yeah. Which is so, really cool, especially considering everything that's going on right now. You know, a seed company to like stay in it, which I hope they're doing really well. Yeah, they're as a as a company, they're doing great, and um, that's part of the benefit uh, right now too. Being uh, they're made in the U.S., they're made in their warehouse, so like they have more control over their product, which is great. Um, you know, I have a really good rapport with Justin, who is the brand manager at Status, and. Yeah he's like recently promoted to that position before he was kind of representing uh, all of their brands under the PRP seats umbrella. Mm -hmm. And so he's recently promoted with like within the last couple of months. And so uh, the cards is all lined up. It, It makes sense. You know, they're in a new fiscal year. So he has like budget to be able to spend in their, wanting to get involved in the drift space. Obviously they've, he's been a lot more aggressive with how they're marketing their seats and working with various drivers and influencers, which I'm sure you see a lot more drivers on with status now. And uh, it's cool to see how their brand recognition has grown. And Justin's done a phenomenal job at taking status to that next level. And he has some pretty aggressive goals for 2021 and I'm just really happy that the drift league fits into a part of his strategy. And so, uh, they, they actually wanted to, to be involved on a deeper level last year, but you know, our title sponsor, we, our title sponsor seat was filled. And so they were not able to come in at that level. Nice. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Justin's been on this uh, shit show before, but congrats <laughs> to him for on the promotion and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's killing it. Um, and then th- they're actually offering a, contig- a contingency for, is it, okay. Is it drivers that gotta be registered? Like you gotta be driving in the drift league. Yeah. So like a couple of people have already hit him up for seats and he's asking me, is this person registered or not? And I'm like, nope. Or yeah. So that's yeah, what I wanted to know. That's not to say that he's not going to give you a good deal. Like there's another driver that hit me up um, and was like, Hey, I suck. I'm, I'm never going to be able to compete in the trip league, but like, I really need seats. And what do I do? And I'm like, well, this deal in particular is for registered drivers. However, like reach out to just Justin, he might work with you. Like, I mean, yeah. Doesn't have to ask. Yeah, DM him. We talked we had a whole conversation about him getting DMs. He loves them. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, and he's like a pretty easy guy to talk to actually. So Oh yeah. Super easy. Yeah. And not an asshole. So you can probably talk to him and find out for sure. Uh, exactly. uh and they're offering what is it, six hundred bucks for a seat. Yeah, and that's not getting too wild. Yeah, 40% off. Uh, it's pretty killer. So, you know, if I Halo seat, uh, normally starts at $9.99, and he's starting that offer at $600 before custom stitching and custom logo. So, I mean, it's still amazing. Yeah, no, that's really great. And the seats look great, too, because you get to pick whatever the hell color you want. Yeah, and they're like hella comfortable. I drove. I, Are they? 
Oh, yeah, I too. have status in my car, and uh, I literally just installed them last week before this drift event I went out to, and yeah, I was sitting in them. I'm like, oh, these are like, I can all sleep in here. So comfy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it helps that they're new too. Uh, that too, yes. <laughs> Uh, um, how was it? I know you haven't, what you haven't driven since the last time I think I seen you drive too was at the shootout for just drift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I drove for drifted, I should say. And yeah, it was great. Got, was able to get in some tandem practice, which I desperately need more seat time for. I'm still lacking proximity and like the aggression that I need to be a successful competitor but like still had some like amazing seat time and tons of i was just hot lapping the whole day it was awesome so it was cool well yeah you're a really aggressive driver too especially in your leads so but i see i could see what you're talking about in your follows (laughs) yeah it's 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 weird because it's like not even about being afraid like because people are like grow a pair and like you know and I'm like I'm not even afraid it's not about that I just there's a couple of things working against me and this is about to lead into my long list of excuses as why I suck as a driver (laughs) but like go ahead we all got them yeah we all have excuses my car no but truly one of it is is like I will say I have a tendency to like let people leave me at the line you know, a, a part of what I'm starting to realize, like being a good, like follow driver is that you need to like assert the dominance. That's something yeah. Micah, Micah Diaz actually always tell me. He's like, I assert the dominance. I assert the dominance. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? But I get what he means by that. It's like essentially jump the line, jump the line and be on that fool's door before you start drifting. Truly. If you mess up those very first like few moments, it's over. The rest of the run is over. And that's something I like, like I'm really bad at. I I don't know why I just keep doing the same stupid thing over and over again. And I don't assert the dominance. So that's number one. Number two, um, I, I tend like, and this is not a knock on the tire setup I'm running. I just want to make that very clear, but I have like a lack of grip compared to some drivers. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say it's not a knock on the tires is because Schaefer runs the exact same tire size as me, equivalent power, but his alignment settings are different. So he's able to channel in like more grip in these scenarios where I'm not. So like, it's all about like setup at the end of the day. So yeah, I could change that, but like me being a bad example of like what it means to be a good driver is like, I'm not changing my setup so much because I've been dealing with a lot more mechanical issues like overheating, which I finally got fixed for the first time in four years. Um, so I can now like dive what into setup a little bit more. What was your overheating issue? <laughs> uh, uh, essentially a fan. I'll Jesus. leave it at that. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but it's, it was a fan issue. Okay. That's, an Shroud. airflow issue. Was every, every, there was a lot of things going on. Yeah, I, I had similar issues. I promise. Yeah. That sucks. Um, what other sponsors are, is it just status as of right now that's kind of like coming on board? Or is, um, are any of like the contingencies moving 
over to this year as well, or is are those kind of like all in the past? We owe some of our sponsors from last year, like credit, like some of them have like credit with us essentially because we didn't finish a season. No, nope, so, like, that makes sense. You know, Which we we'll still, segue we're into still that right now. Love. Yeah, we're still gonna give love to our 2020 sponsors that like we're not squared up with or like we still owe stuff to which makes sense um as far as new sponsorship goes uh there are a lot of really good conversations happening it's still pretty early in the in the year like as far as people i mean this is the time people are finalizing their budgets so there are conversations being had but i obviously can't disclose those because there's still just conversation so i'm excited to what potential sponsors are going to be coming on board but we will we will hold on that and hopefully you know fingers crossed we have some good partners in for the season okay um speaking of last season that was cut very short um (laughs) is that just scrapped altogether um because i I do remember there's some conversation of uh, committing to you know the four rounds which right. is going to be most likely excuse me, rolled over into this year yeah so initially we wanted to do that like we wanted to continue our last year's rounds into 2021 if that's what it needed to happen um, but after realizing like one COVID's not really going anywhere for a long time, like mm-hmm. for the first noble future. I think we've all settled into that reality. Yeah. Um, two is that, you know, that would, re- that would just, you know, we wanted to continue the series cause we thought that would be fair to the point earnings, but like, is it fair to continue a series a year later? You know, like, you know, like, are the drivers even in the same position they were in last year? Like the ones that were advantaged, are they at a disadvantage a year later? Like, probably, you know, their cars might be torn apart now. Like, I I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of, it's weird. It's like a weird scenario. What do you do? And, you know, after conversations with a few partners and a few people, it's like, okay, let's just start over because... And then um, out of fairness to like the drivers that did do well, it was communicated that they, you know, we can give them the option to petition for their pro licenses if they like. So, I mean, obviously that avenue is open to anybody in the world if they want to, but that was kind of what we settled on. It's like, okay, if, if a driver did really well at round one, the only event we had last year and they felt like they could have earned their license, then they should petition to be an FD and FD will make that decision. Yeah. Which, which several drivers petitioned that were at round one and Mm -hmm. they got in. So, yeah. I wonder what that process is. And it's like, is it the same thing as a DM? Do you just ask them? No, it's a is... form. I've oh, seen shit, the there's form. a whole form? Yeah, there's a form. And oh. you pretty much fill out, uh, like, your last year's success, the year before that. Like, you, you, it's like a resume, essentially, right? Like, yeah. you're filling out your last job history, so to speak. So you're doing 
like what series you've competed in, what year, what you where you ranked, that sort of thing, and like filling out many like fields of that same kind of information. Yeah, I wonder if they're being like lenient right now too, um, just because like COVID. So maybe they probably lost a lot of drivers because a lot of people lost their jobs or aren't getting funding from sponsors anymore. Um, so maybe they're being more lenient. Not to say that the people I know who petitioned cannot compete with any Pro 2 driver. I'm just speaking, thinking out loud. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't heard one way or the other, but yeah. Um, so you, with uh, the whole... We're going to get into Rathina Gomer a little bit. Uh, I know you have plans to get married soon. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, but are you going to be competing again? Oh, well, I'm on the hot seat. So, uh, yeah, I am. Nice. Are you competing in the Drift League? No, I'm not. That's I will never so, compete in Oh, my in God. You got it. <laughs> You know what's funny? It's because you know you know Sean Hardham, right? Yeah. The Spec D series director. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like he doesn't win because he's a judge, and uh, if anything, they seem to be harsher on him because he hasn't licensed yet, and he's been competing there for a while, from my understanding. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm never. I don't care what anyone says. I am never competing in the Drift League right. unless I sell the yeah, Drift League okay. and I have nothing to do with it. So at least like you're like your hands are you clean know? from it. No one could ever be like, she got yeah. her license because she's the director. First of all, and you guys have a bad like women in general in the drift in the drifting well, community. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like as, as a woman, yeah, it's so I'm weird. Already getting like I'm my credibility is questioned. Constantly. Every moment of every waking hour of my being, like, oh, like, which dude did I have to hook up to get that done on the <laughs> it's car? It's so bad. <laughs> this thing. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Yeah, you guys got it bad. Uh, I have, like, female friends in the drift community, and they're like, dude, everyone thinks I'm sleeping with somebody. I was like, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Like... I'm like, not well, everyone it thinks that. It's It doesn't help that, like, I have dated people in the drift community, so, like... I didn't like necessarily like, help my case either. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's like care. dating someone like, in high school. Whatever. Like yeah. I, I, I lived a normal life. I dated people. Boo hoo. Yeah. Know? No, I agree. Whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. I like joke with my fiance. I'm like, you know what? Once we're married, I'm just going to give you the drift league and I'm going to compete in the drift league. That way no one will say anything, which is the joke. Cause that of course, like it would Bet. be a conspiracy. They're going to be like, that's his wife. That's why she got licensed. She didn't yeah. beat. She didn't beat all those people, and those judges are lying. They were paid. Yeah, but like you know, also like when I'm in the drift, like when I'm at the drift league, I'm in total like drift mom event organizer psychopath yes, mode. Yep. Like I'm not in driver mode at mm-hmm. all. It's so weird, actually, it is weird. Been there. Uh, <laughs> I think I was like the first mom thing when I did a burnout when I wasn't supposed to, and you're like, "Don't do that." I know it is weird. I have no empathy for anyone in those scenarios. I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you like, didn't say the track wasn't hot, but you didn't say it was. So there's only one way to find out. Yeah, but it's funny because I yell at people, and I have no recollection yeah. of it because I'm yelling at people throughout the entire day, and then they're like, 
so many drivers come up to me and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for what I did. I'm like, what are you even talking about? I don't even remember what you did. Probably got a lot going on. Yeah, too much. Too many things. No, but it's, it's more of like just be assertive so you don't have to say it again. Well, it's funny too because I have so many people that are like, oh my gosh, you're planning a wedding. Like, aren't you so stressed out? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Girl, please, I have to I have to host the Drift League, which is the worst event ever. Like, I mean that in the most loving way ever. But I'm like, I have to make sure these dudes aren't going to kill themselves on a track when they don't want to listen to me. Like, you no. think a wedding is hard to plan? Try doing that, because that is very complicated. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um... So we where's the dates again? Hang on, I wrote them. I didn't write them down. I'm gonna look at the Instagram. It's May. The first date. May 15 and 16. Okay. And October 2 and 3. You already get uh, you're already getting uh, drivers signed up and stuff like that. Like yeah, people, there's sweet. a handful of people registered already. I'm like, all right, okay. Works for Good me. For hey, <laughs> honestly, like I haven't even done a podcast. Probably, I think I recorded one the first weekend of January, and I barely Dang. released it like earlier today. What? Yeah. So when are you gonna release this? Uh this will get released uh, this week sometime. Ooh, I'm holding you to it. Uh, I, I well, I'm gonna edit it right now as soon as we're done. Um, uh. But yeah, there was like no drifting news. I was <laughs> trying to do some other shit to like get my life in order. And so I was just wasn't feeling it. And then I feel bad because I, I have Aeromotive as a sponsor now for the show. Oh, nice. Good for you. Thank you. Um, and I feel like I haven't been doing my job. So now i got to start pumping out episodes. Yeah. It's time to get. It was just it was like an awkward time. Like I couldn't like have guests on and be like, what are you going to do this year? They're going to be like, I don't fucking know. We don't know anything. So right. now that we have a schedule, at least, um, I do know like the Evergreen released their schedule. I don't know about like East 10 Drift, the hell they're doing. What's the other one that came out in Louisiana? Um, crap. Oh. crap. That um, one. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Them. I wanted to have them on. Yeah. I think I might have Sean on again to see what the hell he's doing because I think Canada has like a completely different situation with covid like where they're still like <laughs> kind of closed yeah they're like california i think almost. i mean california is closed but californians don't act like it <laughs> no we do not no <laughs> um have you gone out anywhere to eat at least live the normal semi-normal life um i do outdoor dining i feel a little bit i don't it's a very complicated thing because I am a strong believer of COVID and safety measures. Um, So it's very, very interesting to see the varying opinions out there. Um, And it takes a lot of self-control to not uh, want to slap every single person out there that uh, is calling this a hoax. But, you know, whatever. Um, My day job, I work in in the healthcare realm. So I am a little... not that I'm, I don't work in a clinical setting. However, I get like constant updates yeah. and see more behind the scenes of how it does impact healthcare systems. So anyway, all that long winded tangent to say that, um, 
No, I'm not pretending COVID doesn't exist. I will go out to eat if I feel like it's safe, meaning like it's outdoors and I can be distanced from like other other people. Um, the only people I'm seeing regularly are my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister-in-law and my nephews. Um, but we're all kind of like in our own bubble and, and we're all each of us in this group I just mentioned are all fully vaccinated. So there's like a little extra layer of comfort there. So, but we're still, you know, I'm still following all you know recommendations and regulations that are out there. Yeah. And then speaking of which, um, since May is just around the corner, but so is like mass vaccination in California. Um, yeah. It's still going to be like a mask on event. I assume. Um, I mean, the best thing I can say is that we're going to follow whatever. Yeah. County regulations and CDC guidelines. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we should all be doing and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, is, are they allowing, um, camping right now? Like with COVID and everything, I would assume it doesn't matter. I'm not sure. I my assumption is that Willow Springs is more lenient on that, but I don't know for certain. Okay. And then my last question for you before I get into some Instagram stuff, I got uh, why not streets? Uh, cost. <laughs> is it really that much more? Uh, yeah, it's like almost triple the price. So let's just. Shit. Was it like three grand for the weekend or more? No, it's like $7,500 for the weekend. So that means you would have to have, like, just to get to cover the cost of that, you would have to at least have like 14 drivers at like 500 bucks a piece. Yeah, but like, that's not including fire and safety. At streets, they have different minimum requirements. Like, you have to have corner workers, where at the other tracks, they don't require that. Oh, okay. That makes so, sense. You know, so there's just like other things that cost wise occur. I mean, streets is awesome. If we're rolling in the dough this year, doing our events at, you know, at Willow Springs, then sure, let's do streets next year. But I mean, definitely as we're trying a new model of event and a new venue, we are not going with the most expensive option. That's for sure. <laughs> and one that just came to mind right now. Is there any plan ever to like do a traveling series? So maybe obviously, you know, within reason, you know, maybe to what Willow Springs, Irwindale, Vegas or some shit. We we contemplated that last year when we thought we were going to have a full season. Mm -hmm. We we actually wanted to, to do Irwindale and Willow Springs. Um, that's, I, I don't know if you're in the drift lead drivers group on Facebook, but that's like part of some of the dialogue I was having last year. I'm like, Hey, would you guys find this to be something you want? And most drivers said like, yeah, this is something we would want. I said yes. And then someone told me to shut up. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. I'll just keep my or mouth shut. Sorry. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was something like internally that we were planning to do. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I don't know what the future of Irwindale and the Drift League is, mm-hmm. and I want to like assume anything. But right now, like, there's not really many tracks we could go drift at within SoCal, and 
you know, when we first started the Drift League three years ago, you know, my vision was to have us like regionally, but you know, there are many other series out there that cover the vast majority of this country. So we don't necessarily need to exist in many spaces. So, I mean, I don't know if, if, if the opportunities presented themselves. Yeah. I don't see why not. Okay. And then, uh, I think, I know I said last one, like twice, uh, TBL light. Is there anything going to happen with that this year or no? Okay. That's what I thought. I know so many people keep asking for it and so many people asked for it before. And then when we did it, we like no one showed up. I thought about doing one, um, something similar, especially now that I know that you're not doing it because I'm trying to venture out and do other things with life. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, see what. Well, if you need help, let me know. Like, I'm happy to help, like, on a personal level. Yeah, yeah, it would just be something like a friendly competition type thing at Grange, especially like with their new layout that they're supposed to be putting together. So Mm -hmm. we shall see. Yeah, let me know. Like, I'm happy to help. It doesn't have to be under the Drift League, but like, I like hosting events. So I'm like, I've offered to a couple of my buddies. I'm like, oh, if you ever do events, like, let me know. I'll run everything behind the scenes and it doesn't have to be the Drift League. I never even have to be known to be associated with it. I'm just happy to help. Oh, I would appreciate it. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. If I get there. Yes. Um, (laughs) You'll get there. (laughs) Okay. So I got quite a not a few, a couple. We got Alan Sunny D. Um, will will prospect rules cause changes in future uh, drift league competitions, specifically like the um, pedals, rear mount radiators, and steering columns? Um, I, I guess that really comes down to what FD mandates. Because last year we were you know, Formula D streamlined and mandated a Pro-Am rulebook. And so that is what all Pro-Am series are using. So um, they haven't dictated any changes for Pro-Am for this year. So all I can answer is no for right now. If FD decides to change that, then, then we'll have to abide if we're sanctioned by them. Yeah, and then just to clarify, I did ask Kevin as well. Um, he said that we're only mandating safety. So if a series to you, local to you, is implementing an FD rule, then that's completely on the series itself since you guys are your own entity. Um, yeah. They have no say over that. Yeah, that's so correct. So if you want to argue... I mean, that's, that's part of the reason, like... Yeah. There's a couple of rules we have, um, for instance, like the FD Pro-Am book doesn't mandate an SFI 28.1 fuel cell, um, but we do. Yeah. Because, like, we believe that's a safety thing, so, like, we've implemented it. It's Another one is, like, chassis pickup points, uh, like that sort of thing. Like, we mandate that because we feel like that's an advantage over other drivers potentially that we don't want to exist within our competition. We've mandated tire regulations like that sort of thing, because we just feel like that's fair. Um, 
we, ha- I haven't had a discussion with our tech team regarding like the pedal boxes or like the ECU setups or rear mount radiators or anything like that. Um, but like, I'm, I'm not terribly concerned about us. Like, I don't think we're going to make the decision to implement more rules at this point. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I had asked and then, but I don't, I understand their safety concern and then, but I also understand like some people have gone a little further ahead cause they want to get, they want to prep their drivers as best as possible. Mm-hmm. So I understand that too. Um, I'm going to ignore this one question. This is dumb. What is it? When's the next episode? Oh. I'm not going to say who it was. Like, it says, blah, 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 recording tonight with so-and-so. Ask me a question. When's the next episode of the question? So, I do believe in stupid questions. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Um, I won't throw, I won't throw you under the bus though and say your name. Um, what is the future of Pro-Am? Uh, do you think more series will appear throughout the U.S.? This is from Adam B. Racing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I talk about this often. And it kind of like sad, like saddens me a little bit because like I'm passionate about competition in this format. Like I, you know, I, I like FD, I'm a fan of formula D and I like what they bring to the space. And I like that the drift league can contribute to that. However, I do see like an increased popularity in like, uh, competitive events that are different in nature like clutch kickers is a great example of that and they're doing a great job um and i and i love the clutch kicker style of events but you know they're not sanctioned they're not trying to like they're their own thing right like they're not trying to prepare drivers for fd like they're trying to create a really exciting event in and of itself I can see more events like that taking place and growing in more popularity, which I think is great um, for drifting as a whole. But is it good for like competitive drifting and pro-am as we know it? Like, no, I don't, I don't think so. That's just my opinion though. I mean, I'm wrong a lot. So. Yes, you are. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I agree. It, it seems to be like in this weird transition where like there's so many people, there's so many people who like want to get into it, and there's they also kind of have that thing like, oh, I can't afford it. Yeah. But it also comes down to like, I I can't either. But I didn't. I'm not going out and blowing like twenty grand on something. Like I bought something. I bought a car for what. Like fifteen hundred bucks, and then I just kind of went from there. And then yes, it does turn into twenty grand like two years later, or maybe even a year later. It just kind of depends on your cash flow and how committed you are to doing that. And I think that's something I haven't really touched base on in a while. Um, like for someone like yourself, you know, you how many changes did you have to make to your car last year because your car wasn't um, pro-am ready technically? Um, 
I mean, I only had to spend like a couple hundred dollars to get it ready enough. Um, but like, it wasn't ideal. Like my car needs a few thousand dollars worth of things to be like reliable and good. Uh, which is like something I'm currently trying to figure out because when I was younger and didn't have as many like financial responsibilities, I spent a lot more money on my cars, which is why I was able to build them. Um, but you know, life happens for some people. It might be kids for other people. It might be a mortgage for other people. It might be debt. Like there are many things that can like factor into like why you can't just blow huge amounts of money on your car. Yeah. And kind of what you said, and this is like analogy we use, it's like, how do you eat an elephant? And it's like one bite at a time, you know? So it's just kind of like... Eventually you'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah. You just one bite at a time. You know, how do you walk a thousand miles one step at a time? It's just do little things as you can. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have... I was talking to my fiance about this yesterday, like trying to think of next steps for my car. And I was like, I think I need, I should like really invest in a dog box. And that's the thing I should save for because like, it's just time. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, that is so stupid. Like my car needs so much work. Like the wiring is haggard. I need to address that. Um, I'm having, I have blow by like pretty bad blow by, and that needs to be addressed. There's like little things with like my refueling, um, like efficiency in the car that needs to be, I don't even have a dual caliper set up on my freaking race car. Like stupid. Makes two of us. You know? it's just stupid, you know? And I'm like, there are other things that come before a dog box that I should probably address that for the price of a dog box, I could cover all of those things. Plus some, yeah, you know, exactly. so it's like, okay, let's address like the needs. Let's go and let's address things on a need by need basis. And then, you know, kind of like chip away at it. Can we, with that extra money that and some, can we use that towards your bumper tie downs? No. <laughs> every video that's in, your shit is like flapping in the wind. I know it's so bad. I mean, that actually is part of like the plans. Is, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a part of the plans in the sense of, no, not necessarily like bumper tie downs, but like having the proper fabrication Support. work yeah. done on my car so that like my my body panels will actually mount to something instead of like random points on the chassis uh yeah you know, have you seen like marilyn monroe under that what is that over the subway the vent uh no yeah where it blows her dress up yeah those are your front and rear bumpers <laughs> don't be such a hater okay it's a mess to do that it, watch, watch go back and look at your videos you're gonna be like shit bro I know trust me I know <laughs> but you know it's really good advertisement for KBD because my sh- like my stuff like really flies all over the place and gets and destroyed it hasn't torn, so. get destroyed yeah, it has not and that is that's a good point I could never do that with fiberglass nope nope no you cannot dude i have like the stock plastic bumper and that thing has drug under the car so many times and all i keep doing is just drilling more holes and 
they're tying it back together. <laughs> you gotta love, like, OE setups are so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one makes a body kit for this, thank God. Yeah. Um, but, all right, I wait, I think I got one more that I missed. And this one is going to, of course, my stupid app closed it. Okay. Uh, it, <laughs> somebody we were talking about earlier. Uh, from Eddie Drifts. Um, I take it Irwindale didn't have an ideal time for spectators, which is what yeah, we talked about based on earlier. Yeah. I don't think so. Which is super lame. Um, now, if given the chance to go back, will you guys go back or you going to see how this goes at Will Springs? Uh, I think we're going to see how it goes. Um, like, surprise. I mean, I always thought everyone preferred Irwindale. And, like, there are things that everyone likes about Irwindale, like its location. <laughs> the facilities. It's just, yeah, the facilities. But, like, like from a track layout perspective like a lot more drivers Willow were Springs, like 100%. Below, which i was surprising mm-hmm. to me so i don't know it's, <laughs> it's weird even like balcony can be ran really fast yeah but at the same time it could be ran in a slow setting as well so it's like the possibilities are endless and yeah. it's not so intimidating like it's you're it's less likely that you're going to total your car at balcony than at irwindale yeah, I know. I need to go. I'm, I'm hoping to have my life together soon, and I want to get out there, but it's probably going to be after your guys' first shootout, because I have no intention of going to that one, but I definitely plan on going to the October event to drive. Mm, I mean, cool. I'll be at the first one, but I'm not driving. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen me cool. drive before. i got to make sure I'm ready next time. No, just go and drive. Yeah. That's drive. The- that's how you get ready. Is no, you drive. I'm a, I think I'm gonna sit this one out. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought before. I'm like, oh, I'll just wait. I'll get someday. It'll happen. And Have you just... noticed though that anyone that talks smack on you also sucks? I just want to bring that to your attention. Oh, because like me on a personal when... level, but no, no. I'm just saying, like anyone that's like, bro, take your time and build the car and come out when you're ready, also sucks. Like, they don't have anything to show for themselves. I see what you're saying. Um, for instance, <laughs> like, Schaefer has never, ever said anything bad about me to my face that I know of. So, but, like, when I see him and I'm driving, he's like, he he's always giving, like, some pointer of some kind. Like, oh, just get some seat time until you're comfortable with the car. That's what I'm saying. He's like, like when you have specific questions, feel free to ask. Yeah. Anyone that's good is like just go out and drive as much as possible because we've all go- gone through those phases, right? It's like yeah. we've been there, done that. Like we've spent the time and built our cars methodically, and then we like fall behind on like seat time. Seat time, and then like there's times where you go to the track and the seat time is kind of pointless because your car doesn't work. So it's like, what's the point of even wasting the money? Like we've gone through that. Yeah. So it's like, but at the end of the day, it's like, just get a car good enough and just freaking drive. Yeah. <laughs> right now it passes tech, which is cool, but I still want to drive. Like I want to be comfortable to where I'm like, oh, I can learn a new layout in a, within, within a reasonable amount of laps as opposed okay, to like, well, oh, qualifying. Yeah. That was my first complete lap. So I know you're, I know you're a host, but I'm going to be a host right now. So what do you need to do to compete again? What's right. left? Right now? Like, yeah. Oh, probably finances. 
finances? Yeah, man. I'm trying to pay some stuff off and buy a house and be an adult a little bit. Yeah, but you can totally compete. This shit's expensive. You can't buy a house and compete. You have three months to save for it. I'm I'm trying to pay debt off within three months. That's my plan. So right now, my 90-day plan is to pay all my debt off. Garage that you can sell right now to pay for this event. In my garage? Yeah. No. No, I don't. Nothing? There's nothing you can sell. Uh, there's I can't sell hopes and dreams. <laughs> no, I, I just don't want to put myself like in a bad position. So that's why I actually little you may not know this, but I actually started <laughs> of all the fucking things to start a uh, suspension company. What? Yeah, for Cadillacs. Nice. I'm actually doing the same thing in the Rav Four market. Sick. I have a side hustle going on, very similar. Yeah, uh, I started that. Somebody that used to make the parts for it stopped making them. Um, I don't know. I think it could be a good drift chassis. There is a shit ton of them. And maybe not the CTSV version, but the base model versions are everywhere, and they're essentially the same. So I started with like a couple of control arms, some tow, uh, some tow rods, and now I'm... My next thing is like a dual caliper setup. I don't run one personally, but other people want them, so I'll make one. Um, yeah. And then some engine mounts for people who want to grab a base model and run a um, a V8 instead of the V6 that they came with. Mm-hmm. But the biggest problem with the... Um, let's just say if you wanted to get the V1s, the CTSV V8 engine mounts they only work on aluminum blocks because of the way the uh the aluminum blocks are mounted it uses the outer mounting points whereas the truck blocks use the um the forward mounting points and the middle section so the four bolt Ah. style so i'm making those and then a couple other parts here and there so hopefully that takes off um i know I think it will. I talked to the guy who made my knuckles, and he's like, I've sold more than I thought I ever would. And I was like, cool, works for me. So that means other people might need the same thing I need, which is an adjustable controller. Right. So that's next on the list. So we'll see what happens. If that can pay for it, I'll do it. If that's not going to pay for it, then it's not happening right now. That's fair. Yeah. So that's I, I, I'm willing to wait one year. So the plan is to be in the house fine. by the end of the year. Fine then, fine then. Yeah. Trying, trying. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one year. So, um, but I think that was the last question I had from anybody. Unless someone asked cool. me within 12 minutes that we were talking. Nope, nothing. Um, you, you said you were drifting again and competing, but you didn't really get into it. Is that after the wedding, I'm assuming? So also next no, I'm trying to, so I have three drift cars and my street car, I have my S13, which is not ran in like five years. And then I have my race car, the LS build. The LS build right now is the only one that like runs. My street car turns on, but it doesn't really run. And <laughs> Lord knows what is wrong with it. It's like, the same problem. 
It's the worst. I don't know. It's like a problem that like no one's encountered. So I'm actually dropping that car off next week at Moto IQ to like get some sort of diagnostic going. It's like what we think is some a wiring issue. And then I have my S13. I have scheduled to be dropped off at a friend's house to um, like they are like long story short, they're going to put my S13 back together. Like I'm paying them to put my S13 back together. I would say that we would just do it ourselves, but like it's not going to happen. I have too many things going on right now. Um, and so then like my fiance and I are just going to focus on my race car, get those problems sorted. You know what we talked about earlier. So the plan is to have three drift cars running at all times and so so you just ball out ball out no we I know mean, if you need help on the wiring stuff dude i do actually so we'll, well talk i live um, in the house then you can drop it off i'm not picking it up cool i mean yeah. i'm gonna say no um yeah we'll, we'll talk okay. um but so once i get all three cars running street car will be kind of an opportunity for me to take apart the race car if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, I don't know if the blow by is a more serious issue or just like simple yeah, cranky yeah. pressure yeah. or like, you know what I, like it could be anything. It could be a multitude of things. So um, if the motor it. needs to come out, I'd like to be able to still drive and street car is like a perfect financial solution to that. Cause that car is very cheap to take out. Like I could street drive it to freaking Adams or Grange or Willow. And, and also drive. if you need to, you can swap parts. Yeah. So that's exactly. good too. Yeah. No, I'm, I heard yeah, that. So it's nice for that. Um, the S 13, uh, it also has like really good bones. So like in theory, if race car needed to come apart for an extended period of time, I could like compete in my S13. But what I actually want to do is ship my S13 somewhere else. Like one of my best friends just moved to Texas. And so I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I can send my car to yeah. his house. Yeah, Miguel. Yes. Miguel. Shout out to Miguel. I know he listens um, to this shit show. Sorry, Miguel. Shout um, out to him. Miguelito is what I call Miguelito's house is where I would, you know, I'm thinking of like, maybe I can send the car to him. Uh-huh. I've talked to him about it very briefly. And like, then I can fly out to Texas and like compete in like Lone Star stuff or like just do events out there. Um, I thought about something. I've thought about shipping my S13 out to Florida and like flying out to do like clutch kickers and stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know. There's like, there's plenty of opportunities there. Um, like keeping a car somewhere else in the country to where I can like drive more events and like keep costs down rather than like towing my car out across the country. I yeah. Just... Where it's like, it might be like a hundred bucks a month to store it somewhere. Right. Exactly. Uh, or free. I mean, it depends. Like, yeah, who, like who, just, who do you know? Yeah. So that's kind of the plan. And so again, I don't know like what competitions are going to happen. Like it sucks. Like LS Fest is the one thing I wanted to do this year. And like our, our really good friends are getting married on that weekend. So it's like now I can't even go to LS Fest and 
I have no idea what other competitions are out there, but I plan on driving as much as possible because I really just need to get good at driving because right now I suck and I just want to be good. Like I want to go and I want to be the best freaking person at any event I go to. And that's like, take some better quality practice time. And so that's the one thing, like I'm pretty convinced at this point that I could do well if I actually try, but like I keep driving and I do okay. Like at these events, right. I'm like, I went from never qualifying to like, Oh, I'm now mid pack. Right. Like I can like hold my own. I do. All right. But I I don't drive for like six to eight months in between each of those things. So it's like, imagine what you could do if you were driving. Exactly. If I'm I'm driving, like I could probably kick some ass, but I won't know unless I try that. So no, I understand. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to call it, but last question, any tire issues, any tire situations coming up? Or is it just like everything's kind of like up in the air right now? Like Accelera, Accelera, not Accelera, Tire Streets announced like, uh, hey, we're going to do a tire program for registered drivers of any competition series. And then yeah. nothing, crickets. And this is like a month I ago. I will say that there, there are solutions out there and there is a company that I am currently talking to that has a viable solution, um, to like this tire shortage right now. Okay. Yeah. I I hope it's GT radio because they're made in America apparently. And I would love to try those things. Yeah. It's it's not them, but they're, (laughs) but they are made in which is cool they follow me I don't know if they listen to it but I know they follow me on this so we'll see what happens yeah. Yeah. Um, but alrighty then I think that's it That's I don't let me double check I do not have any more questions um, cool. nope I was hoping someone would have threw one more in there. Um, again thank you for coming on thank you for your time yeah, um, thanks for having me. It's been a minute since I've been on, so it I has. appreciate You're the reason the show I've... exists. So uh, oh, I appreciate. Oh. Well, not like the sole reason. Let's. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, okay. You. Let's just make. It. Um, but no, I do appreciate when you come on every time. Yeah, um, I appreciate always being on. So thank you. Uh, and then, people, you want to give a shout out to? How can people find you? Um, and maybe uh, the Drift League. Yeah, I mean. Shout out to Status Racing, especially because they're working with me and my program and obviously like really stepped in big for the Drift League this year. So ever so great, grateful for them. Uh, of course, thank you again to my continued partnership with Moto IQ because the Drift League could not happen without them, truly. So those are like the two people I got to like give huge shout outs to. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to keep up with the whatever I'm doing, you know. Instagram's the best place. Lady Z33, L A D I I underscore Z33. Yeah. Hit me up. She said slide into the DM. All right. Thank I you. Like yes, you did. You have a good night. And you as well. We'll chit chat with you later. All right. Bye. Sounds good. Bye.